Welcome into Down the Hall Podcast, where we help people take back movie night. If you're listening to us for the first time and you clicked on this episode because you saw Sam Humphrey's name or The Greatest Showman, I can't blame you at all, but I do want to take a second just to let you know who we are and what we do. The average person wastes 115 hours every year just looking for a movie to watch. And I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. You sit there, you're scrolling through Netflix, you're scrolling through Amazon Prime, you're looking for something interesting, just a movie to be able to kick back, relax, and maybe end your week. And you end up watching the same reruns of the same show over and over and over again. And that's where we come in. My name's Chet, and I'm joined by two other hosts. That would be Rodney, who you'll be hearing on this episode, and also Lyndon Wells, who's a film critic in London, England. So every week, we hit you with a movie recommendation to help you take back movie night. In a world with a lot of terrible movies in it, we hope to help you find one that's worth your time. But also, in a world with a lot of terrible things going on, we hope to give you 30 minutes of fun and laughter. I know it's been all of that and more for us. So if you want to join this growing community of people all over the country who are helping each other take back movie night, you can follow us on Twitter at Down the Hall Guys. You can find us on Facebook, Down the Hall Podcast. Or you can go to downthehallpodcast.com, and one of the things you can do there is actually scroll down to the bottom of the page and type in a recommendation for our listeners, a movie that you think is worth our time, we'll do is we'll watch that and we'll determine if it's worth an episode or not and you obviously give you the shout out if it is uh but anyway on to the main point of what tonight is all about so we interviewed sam humphrey from the greatest showman as you know and this was one that we we definitely look forward to rodney and Lyndon and i put our heads together and we were thinking okay what are some of the questions we want to ask about this movie that you know got all sorts of attention this year being a musical starring hugh jackman it was an extremely uplifting positive wholesome film it also looked just visually it was beautiful and, and it sounded great as well there were so many questions we could ask but more than that we also wanted to learn about sam humphrey himself this is a guy who as he explains in this episode he overcame a lot of obstacles to get where he is today and it's something he's very open about and i thought was extremely powerful and encouraging and this interview left me thinking even after we were done because one of the things that's been true about down the hall podcast so far has been that we have had the privilege of being able to interview several actors and, and directors and writers including recently daniel kraus who co-wrote the shape of water with guillermo del toro uh, and also paul walter hauser from itonia and both of those interviews we, we loved. We loved talking with both of those guys who, you know, had been a part of two huge movies from this year. I mean, it was, it was fantastic. Uh, but there was something about this conversation with Sam that stood out to me more than I think any of our interviews prior. Uh, not to say one was better than the other, but something distinctly different, I think, about this conversation with Sam. And I think it was truly just his ability to confront and, and be honest about sort of the struggles he faced early on. And I'm not going to give too much away, but there is a moment where things do somewhat shift shift within this conversation you're about to hear. Um, whenever we are, you know, setting up an interview with any of the guests we've had, we typically have to go through some sort of a publicist or, or an agent of some sort. And in this case, it's, it was the same way. And we submitted our questions ahead of time for approval. And, uh, and at one point in this episode, uh, there's a question that's asked that was not initially sent. It was not initially asked, you know, to Sam to give him that preparation time. And that had to do with this specific scene in The Greatest Showman where uh, his character, Tom thumb is being approached by Hugh Jackman's character for the first time. Now in that scene, uh, Hugh Jackman's character literally gets down on one knee and then puts his hand on Tom Thumb's shoulder and, and looks him in the eye. And it's a very emotional, uh, you know, a lot of depth to that, to that scene. Um, and when we asked him about it, what we did not realize was that that was an extremely difficult moment for, for Sam. It was the first scene he had, he had shot with his, his, his idol, uh, growing up was Hugh Jackman, which he talks a lot about here too. And there was so much power in his answer to that question. And, you know, certainly it's towards the end of the episode, but it might be my favorite part of the conversation. So without further ado, let's jump right into this interview. 
Hi, I'm Sam Humphrey. I'm from the Great Showman. I play Tom Thumb. We're on with Down the Hall Podcast. This is Down the Hall Podcast with your hosts, Chet Jobert. It's Black Hawk Down with Aliens. What's the problem? Rodney Hart. Oh, definitely would have been Team Jake. Not the vampire. You don't root for a vampire. And if you're lucky, Lyndon Wells. I thought Chet was going to launch into his terrible British accent again. Beer garden. Beer garden was pretty spot <laughs> that was on. pretty good. No, he definitely got that. All right, well, I'm here again with Rodney, not with Lyndon. Uh, we seem to never have him when we do a fun interview. Yeah, too bad for him. Granted, I've never seen Lyndon and our guests in the same place at the same time. Maybe he's just really good at doing voices, and he's convincing us that we get to interview all these great people. It could be that. It's possible. But anyway, we are here. We're being joined by uh, Sam Humphrey from The Greatest Showman. Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Thanks for having me on the air. So the first question we always ask our guests has to do with kind of the nature of what our show is all about, which is helping people take back movie night. So we recommend uh, movie night recommendations that they can watch that are accessible to them. Do you have a movie that you would recommend to our listeners that can help them take back movie night? Actually, I just watched Three Billboards the other night, and it yes. was absolutely fantastic. It really was. Um, it was funny. It was amazing. Um, Frances, uh, Frances McDormand in it, she is incredible. And I would totally recommend Three Billboards to anyone. Yeah, perfect. That's a great one. Awesome. Um, so, so Sam, we have a couple questions for you just regarding uh, you as a professional leading up to uh, The Greatest Showman, which obviously was a big movie from this year and uh, got you know plenty of attention from critics and fans alike. Um, our first question for you, though, Sam, is as you've progressed as a professional and up into this movie – uh, we read that there was um, obstacles that you face as as a as a young actor, um, kind of on your road uh, towards this. Can you share some of those with us? Mm. Yeah, certainly. Uh, so, as a young actor, when I was uh, growing up uh, as a teenager, I faced a lot of uh, struggles such as self esteem, no confidence, and a lot of mental issues and physical issues as well. Um, so, I was diagnosed with. Um, a very rare condition called skeletal dysplasia, um, but even more so, um, it's called acrodysplasia, which is a specific um, like genetic mutation that I have. Um, so growing up with that, that made me feel very um, unconfident and have no self-esteem, and then it made me very short stature, um, and which also led to you know delayed um, physical. Uh, maturity, which, you know, didn't help my confidence or my self-esteem. Um, I also struggled with uh, suicide uh, because of all the other things I was dealing with. So um, that's what I faced when I was a teenager. And um, it sort of, it impacted me quite heavily. Um, but I think that's helped me on my journey to becoming an actor because um, when I was in high school, um, obviously, I didn't want people to see that side of me, so I would always put on a front around my family, around my friends, um, and so to them, I was just a happy, you know, easygoing kid and teenager and full of life, but on the inside, I was hurting quite quite badly, so I think that helped me develop my acting skills as uh, from an early age. Hmm. Was, was there a moment or like a focus or anything that, that, you know, has helped you kind of become who you are or who you are today or, you know, kind of being able to overcome a lot of those obstacles? Was there 
was there anything in particular that you were able to focus on or kind of, um, you know, just find that, that helped you kind of continuing forward? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think one of the biggest things is even though like I didn't lean on like my family and friends, like the fact that they were there and like, you know, they were always around me. Um, it was nice to know that they were there if I wanted to reach out to them. Unfortunately, I didn't, which, you know, um, I definitely should have because I'm sure it would have been, you know, a lot more supportive um, for me. However, for me at that age, I had, um, so I was brought up in a Christian household. Um, and so for me, faith was very important. Um, and so I think that was also a big part of what kept me going. Um, and I think a positive attitude is always very important. I mean, no matter how bad things are, if you can keep, keep telling yourself that you are fine or you can at least pretend to be fine, I think it's sort of, uh, a self, um, affirmation to yourself, telling yourself that. So that way, at least you have that kind of, even if it is fake, you still have that like positive feedback to yourself. Um, so I think that was very important, like my faith, having my friends and family around me that I could go to and having that positive attitude, even though, you know, it wasn't necessarily how I was feeling. Hmm. Wow. Now, when it came to your desire to pursue acting, was that something that was always, always in your mind or did that come sort of after, uh, later in your life? Um, so I've always wanted to be an actor since I was, um, a very young kid so at around the age of five was when I like kind of first thought of the idea that I actually wanted to be an actor um so it, it was more like one of those things you know like a little five-year-old says so like I want to be a fireman an astronaut an actor um so no one really takes it seriously they're like oh okay it's just a phase but um I really I really took it seriously when I was about eight um when I saw Hugh Jackman on uh, the big screen for the first time in uh, X-Men. Yeah. And, like, you know, as every little boy wants to be, they want to be Wolverine, of course, with yeah. the claws and all that stuff. Um, so, obviously, I saw Wolverine there. I was like, I want to be Wolverine. Um, but I think it also connected with me, like, just um, Hugh Jackman being on the big screen. And so, wanting to be Wolverine, I was like, I want to be you know, that actor who plays Wolverine and, you know, I want to I wanna do what he does because, you know, I would get to play cool characters and stuff like that and, you know, I wouldn't need to be, you know, this short little kid dealing with all my issues kind of thing. Um, and so that really inspired me to actually start pursuing acting. And, um, I mean, ever since that age uh Hugh Jackman has been my childhood hero and so it's yeah. yeah it's been an amazing journey so we we have a question about that um but I guess before before getting to our question uh, about your, your you know your ability to, or your um your opportunity to work with Hugh Jackman what was the process of landing this role um you know and we'll kind of get into what it felt like to work with Hugh Jackman after that but just specifically the details around how you ended up with this role yeah, sure. Uh, so I had signed up to a um, agent in the UK that uh, deals with um, really small people and really tall people. So they're a, like a boutique agency um, that specializes in 
unique actors. Um, so I reached out to them and I was, um, I saw that they were, you know, manage really small actors. Um, and I signed up to them. Um, and then basically it was a little while later, probably I think the following year that they, um, had gotten the audition for the film. Um, so they, they came back to me with all the uh, audition materials and stuff, and they um, basically said, we have this role, would you like to audition? It was a very tight deadline, they said. I had 48 hours from when they gave it to me to submit a self-tape. Um, so I went through the whole process of submitting a self-tape. Um, I got shortlisted a week later um, where I had a Skype session with our director, Michael Gracie, um, and basically, I worked with the scenes with him um, via Skype. Um, he he liked the way like I looked, um, and he he liked my acting ability. But he wanted me to work with um, a coach, which was one of his friends. So we set that up the next week, and um, I worked with him, and we reshot the scenes, and um, it went up to the studio for approval. And that's when I got the email a week after I was sending those that I got approved for the role of Tom Thumb. Oh, that must have been such an amazing feeling. Did you know at the time that Hugh Jackman was already going to be in that film? Um, honestly, I didn't exactly know. Like, I I kind of had a general idea because like it was it was like a musical, and I was like, well, you know. And musicals don't come around that often, so I kind of looked into it, and then obviously, you know, it was Hugh Jackman. I was like. Oh crap! <laughs> I just auditioned for a movie that has like my all-time childhood hero as a lead. I would do anything to get into this movie, literally anything. So, I mean, the musical side of things was obviously a little bit of a drawback to me because I'm not naturally a singer or a dancer. So I was like, a musical, but it's also got Hugh Jackman in it, so <laughs> pros and cons kind of thing. So. Hugh Jackman in it was, you know, a big pro. And I was like, you know what? I'll take it on my chin. Hugh Jackman's worth it. <laughs> Man, what, walk us through the moment where you met him for the first time. Um, okay, so the first time I rocked up to the rehearsal studio, um, I rocked up, I met um, our director who walked me into the rehearsal room. He's like, if you need anything, just, you know, ask. And I saw some of the other actors that were going to be, um, like, some of the supporting actors. So I went over there and chatted with them. And um, our director goes, oh, just give me a sec. I'll go get um, I'll go get Hugh. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I didn't really think anything of it. I was just <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. He's going to go get Hugh. So he comes over a couple minutes later with this really, really tall guy. He's like, I mean, Hugh's 6'2", right? He's really, really tall. Yeah. Um, so he comes over with Hugh, and my mind literally goes blank for, like, <laughs> probably about a minute because I didn't quite realize it was Hugh because he looks completely different, like, in his films. And, like, you know, he had, like, a bit of stubble going on. And so I was looking up at him. I was like, who is this guy? Because at, at this moment um, – our director hadn't actually introduced him as, like, you know, Hugh. So I'm like, who is this guy? I, I can't, you know, recognize him. And all of a sudden, a light bulb literally went off in my head and my face went kind of blank and I was just, like, in shock. I was like, oh, my goodness, that is Hugh Jackman. I'm like, crap, 
I'm meeting Hugh Jackman, my childhood hero. I mean, I could die happy now. <laughs> um, and so I, I literally tried to like play it really, really casual, super casual. This was literally my response. Like, hey, Hugh, how's it going? <laughs> and, and you could totally tell I was completely freaking out. Like, I was just like standing there with this completely casual stance, just like, Hey Hugh, what's up? Pretty much, how's it going? <laughs> and yeah, I was just in complete shock. I was like, crap. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying is you didn't so, recognize him at first without without the claws? No, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I'm like, this is Wolverine. Where's your claws? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, you don't look nearly as strong as you did in those <laughs> X Men movies. <laughs> yeah, totally. Be like. Are you really that strong? I yeah. mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. Did you ever then have a moment where you where you went up to him and told him that he was your hero? Oh, I've told him many times um, <laughs> since we've like you know seen each other, and I mean now he's my mentor. So like I tell him in like all my emails when he gives me advice, I'm like, thank you so much. Like you know, obviously I love you and all that and thanks for being my mentor because you know you've been my childhood hero since I was eight and he he definitely um can feel that connection that I have to him that's awesome so you know so all this work you you know you finally land the role you meet Hugh Jackman you you know you start you start the filming process um let's let's start talking about the film itself um you know just curious because uh like two years ago if someone were to say that a musical was going to be a big hit, I, I don't think that anyone would really agree with that. Yet, the success of La La Land last year kind of changed the game. And I'm, I'm just curious if you think that that contributed to the excitement of another musical this year. Um, yeah, I think that definitely contributed to, I mean, especially with the fact that we had um, Benj uh, Pasek and Justin Paul on our side. Um, obviously, they won. They were the Academy Award winners for La La Land and Dear Evan Hansen. Um, so we actually had them um, composing the music for the Brave Showman before they had won their um, Academy Awards for La La Land. Oh, so wow. I think that gave the studios a lot of confidence in you know having them on our side and to be able to. Um, create a original musical um when you know it was such a big risk yeah very cool um have you have you had the opportunity to watch this this film with an audience and and if so what's it like um observing people as they watch the movie that you're in um yeah i've i've been to the theaters a few times and i mean i've watched the film eight times now um (laughs) and probably about three of those have been in like the normal theaters um it's just incredible because like everyone's singing along i mean you know maybe not the top of their lungs (laughs) um for politeness i suppose everyone wants to see it at the top of their lungs um but so, yeah, everyone's definitely singing along to the songs and everyone's excited. And I always take the time, like, during the movie, because I've seen it eight times, to look around and see how everyone's responding to the film. Mm-hmm. And you see people mouthing along to the songs. You see people crying. You see people just, like, you know, with a, the biggest smile across their face. Um, and it's just been such an overwhelming positive response. Especially when, um, and this is a great moment for me when I've been in the theaters, I always leave just a little bit earlier 
um, you know, before the film ends. And I hang around outside the exit of the cinema. <laughs> so when people walk out of the cinema, they're like, oh, my goodness, that is Tom Thumb. Yeah. Like some people are literally freaking out. They're like, I just saw the film and he was – he's here. Is this a prank? <laughs> is this some yeah, sort of a prank? Like, is this is what what what's going on right now? They're like kind of freaking out, and they come up to me like really cautiously. They're like, "Is is there okay if I get like a photo with you?" I'm like, "Yeah, totally. Come on!" Yeah. And they're just like so cautious to come up to me. Yeah. Like they feel like they're gonna ruin my day if they ask me for a photo. I'm like, you know, I'm totally easy going. You know, whatever. Of course, I'll take a photo. So yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, it's such so cool. a surreal experience. Yeah, I was gonna. You already answered it for me. I was gonna ask if, as you're looking around, if anybody has like seen, recognized you, and said, "Hey." <laughs> Not <laughs> during the film, but afterwards. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely crazy. Oh yeah, no, that's uh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. What What do you hope that people would experience when watching the film? Like, if you were to say, if you were to be able to stand in front of a theater of people who had never seen it before as they're about to watch, and you could tell them one thing you hope they experience, what, what do you think that would be? Um, I think one thing that I would say to them is I hope they experience, one, the pure joy of watching such, you know, a family-friendly film. Um, I mean, we really put a lot of effort into making this, you know, visually spectacular to, um, you know, bring in all different types of audiences. But I think one of the biggest things is the message of acceptance and uh, the message that you can be whatever you want to be. I mean, P.T. Barnum rose, you know, from rags to riches by, you know, living what he believed, you know, his dreams were and his purpose on on this earth was. And that was to, you know, bring um, modern entertainment to the masses and create this um, spectacle. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely um, what we hope that the audience get out of this. And the audiences are, get, are getting, you know, a whole different um, bunch of messages out of this film, which is amazing because everyone um, has their own interpretation of what this film is to them. What, if, if you had to pick one, what would you consider the, uh, the defining scene uh, of The Greatest Showman? Ooh, that's, that's definitely a tough one. Um, there's a lot of great moments in this film. But I have to say, I think one of the biggest um, and most important scenes in the film, which definitely um, definitely responds to the audiences, is the moment when my character, Tom Thumb, grabs Kiala, Kiala's um, character, um, the red lady, when he grabs her hand right as she's, you know, beginning to sing This Is Me. Right. Because yeah. um, in that moment... Um, as she, we're all coming through those doors, she begins to sing, but she loses her she loses her courage and her like her power to to say this you know look out world this is me, and so I think it's very important that my character sort of grabs her hand in that yeah. moment of self doubt and right. um, empowers her to continue on that march and to right. say no this is me world you know here I am I'm going to show you that this is me. Right. So I think that's a very defining and powerful moment in the film. Absolutely. Yeah. This is where, um, where, you know, Hugh had just shut, had kind of shut the doors right in that party. And then, yeah, kind of, exactly. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, very powerful. Well, to be fair, I don't think Hugh did it, Rodney. Hugh, I think no, that I he, no, 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 Hugh. Hugh would never do that to us. <laughs> 
um, so I, I do have one other question uh, for you, Sam. Sure. Um, I, I feel comfortable a- uh, asking this question since you you uh, you shared some stuff with us earlier um, earlier in this conversation. Yeah. Uh, the, there's a scene that that stood out to me from the film when um, when Hugh Jackman's character approaches Tom Thumb for the first time, yep. you know, in the home, and has to somewhat convince him that look, this is not. Like this is not an attempt to make fun. This isn't a, a fun of you, or, or in any way. This is an attempt to to show you, show the world how you know how amazing you are and how you can be a star. And right. you know, in your experience, um, you know, I feel like what you shared with us earlier in this conversation mirrors that in a way. And I'm just curious if if going into that role, going into that scene, if you felt a personal connection in that. Um. Yeah. Definitely. I mean. Um... Honestly, it probably didn't dawn on me till a few weeks after we had been filming about how much of a connection I actually had to my character. Because, um, I mean, my life and my journey has um, paralleled his story and his background in quite a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, I wasn't locked in a bedroom and hid away from the world. But um, on the inside, that's the way I kind of felt. Like, you know, I didn't have much to offer the world. You know, I'm short statured. I can't do many things. And, you know, you know, this is who I am. Um, and it was it was definitely a very emotional scene, um, especially when that was the very first scene that I was shooting for the film. Um, and not many people know this. I mean, it's starting to get out there a lot because I share it. Um, but I had a lot of trouble trying to shoot that scene um, because it was the first scene and, you know, I was face-to-face with my childhood hero um, trying to do this vulnerable scene. Um, and I couldn't get, you know, I couldn't express what the director wanted. Um, so Hugh broke character um, and I broke character and then he basically put his hand like on my shoulder and said, Sam. Don't worry about the character. Don't worry about, you know, um, acting. And, you know, you're we're in this room. You're in New York. You're amazing. You're unique. You're special. He started, like, trying – he started trying to inspire me, like, all over again, and um, which he did. Um, and he just kept on saying, you're unique. You're special. You're amazing. You're talented. Um, out of everyone they could have, you know, chosen for the role, um, you landed the role. You're here. Um, you're on set and like you're from Melbourne and you made it all the way here. And he, it, he just kept on going like for a couple minutes. And eventually it broke me down. Like I got very emotional and I broke down crying. Um, and it was in that moment that our director whispered, okay, now start saying your lines. So Hugh started saying his lines and he, um, the director got me to just keep repeating my lines over and over until he felt like we got it. And then, so after a couple minutes of doing that, our director whispered, okay, now slowly turn around and walk back into the bedroom and close the door. So I did. So I turned around, I walked back into the bedroom, and I closed the door, and they called cut. And everyone just went up into applause. They, wow. like, I mean, such, they... Such a cool story. Oh, they were, like, shocked. I mean, and for me, it was so surreal because, like, that was like my real, that was like my real emotions. Like my all time childhood hero was just like telling me how 
amazingly, you know, special and unique he thought I was. And, like, I mean, I could tell he wasn't just saying that for the heck of it. He truly, like, you know, believes that. And as it shows in the fact that he's willing to be my mentor and um, put his name behind me. Hmm. So, yeah. Powerful. Yeah, thanks for that story. That's great. That's amazing, man. I appreciate that. That's awesome. We, uh, <clears throat> again, want to express how, how appreciative we are of you joining us today in this conversation. Right. We have... Uh, you know, one more, one more question for you before we get into what's called the rapid fire questions. So ending sure. on a kind of a silly note, but the, the last question sure for you, uh, Sam is, you know, any projects, um, past, present or future that you want to tell our audience about? Basically, um, before, no, it was after we shot the principal photography, I went back home to Australia, um, and sort of while I was waiting for reshoots, I got involved in a project called, um, Jeremy the Dud. Um, now, basically, the premise of um, this uh, short film, well, it's a pilot, which we're hoping to expand into a TV show with a network. Um, so basically, the premise of Jeremy the Dud is um, in a world where everyone's disabled, Jeremy is um, not disabled. So we're flipping the whole premise on, um, you know, the perspective of people living with a disability in you know, our normal world. So we're flipping that premise where Jeremy doesn't have a disability and the whole world are filled with people with disabilities. And um, so Jeremy, we call him a dud or the more colloquial term is without specialty. Hmm. Um, and so basically we're... Um, We did that project, and it's really unique because a lot of people have seen it. Our um, trailer that we shot got, um, you know, millions of views um, when we put it up on social media. Um, And then when we released the uh, full 20-minute clip, um, there was just such a positive – uh, such a positive uh, response to it. And especially from the disability community, um, they want, you know – they feel that this is something that truly expresses um, expresses how they feel and what it's like to live with a disability, you know, um, in in society. Um, and the whole cast, except for Jeremy, um, had a disability. It's an amazing project. So, um, you know, look out for that when that um, when we film that out. I'll be putting that up on my social media and um, promoting that pretty heavily because it's such an amazing project and people love it. All right, awesome. We definitely will. Great. All right, Sam, you ready to get into these rapid fire questions? Sure. All right. So sure there's, thing. there's a couple of rules. So basically, Rodney and I are not allowed to respond, although we always do. We try not to. Okay. So we just have to. We're supposed to just go to the next question, and um, your answers can be as close to one word as possible. Okay. All right, so first question. Yes or no, does Zac Efron sometimes hum songs from High School Musical to himself when he thinks no one else is listening? Totally. (laughs) Who was the funniest person on set? Uh, Getting leverage. (laughs) What is your favorite food that you can't find in the United States? Uh, uh, Mala I, I'm going to ask after what that is. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who is a celebrity that annoys you the most? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You're too nice. Um, 
And so our our show is uh, we strive to help people take movie night back because the average person wastes 115 hours every year just looking for a movie to watch. So last question, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, what would you do with an extra 115 hours? Totally watch more movies. All right, <laughs> good answer. Very cool. All right, Sam, we we so appreciate you coming on. Is there anything? Uh, else you, you want to share with us before we let you go? I know you've been gracious enough with your time as it is. No, no, I'm I'm on good. Yeah, I just uh, hope everyone has an amazing day, pretty much. Yeah, thank you, and thank you. We really appreciate the time. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. No worries. I'm uh, glad to have been on your show, and I hope to be back soon. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Please. Yeah, thanks, Sam. <laughs> <laughs>